0: Yeah, I just want to start by saying, um, you know, thank you so much, Mike, for, uh, giving up your time today to come along and, and share, uh, for us as part of that at Entrepreneur Club. You know, in particular, in this environment of change that we're in, people so much today just need to hear about uh, overcoming, um, challenges and, and how to move forward more than ever before that, um, you know, in history right now, people need to hear that so much. So, so yeah, I thought we'd start if you wanted to give us a bit of background about yourself. And, you came to Adelaide and um, a bit about your business. So people uh, that are hearing this understand um, you as uh, as the podcast talker today before we go on too much.
1: Sure, thanks for having me, um, Stephen. So um, I won't bore you with with too much of an intro, but I guess um, the pertinent points are, um, we moved to Adelaide just over a year ago. Um, We applied to get into Australia about five years ago, took us a long time, cost a fortune, um, but eventually when we got accepted, um, the government on our particular type of visa, they placed us here. They gave us an option. They said, you can go to Darwin or Adelaide. So we came to Adelaide um, and and it's been great since we've been here. Um, in terms of my background, um, I've been an entrepreneur for over 20 years. I started my first business when I was still at school um, and I've been bashed around in the trenches since then. Um, I guess I'm wearing three hats today. Um, first hat is that I'm the co-founder and the, the CEO of a company called Nona. Uh, we are a software development company that services clients around the world. We've got a team of about 30 exceptionally talented people in the business. And we've been working as, let's call it a 90% remote business for a good few years now. So we've got some experience in what a lot of people are um, being thrown into very, very suddenly. Um, my second hat today is that I'm a am on the board of the Entrepreneurs Organisation for Adelaide. Um, I'm the marketing and communications chair there, and later on this year I'll be moving into taking over the accelerator module. And then the third hat is that I'm I'm a business coach. So I work with I love working with high performance entrepreneurs in, in small businesses, um, and really focusing on small business operating systems and integrated lifestyles. So really just breaking this myth of like work-life balance and trying to work with people to integrate everything in a positive and constructive way in their businesses, in their lives, in their health, et cetera.
0: Cool. Uh, th- yeah, cool. And I remember the first time I, I met you, it was interesting hearing from someone, um, you know, that came to us, South Australia to live, talk about what a great place that we have. So it would be great to if it's appropriate now just to hear a bit about, you know, your thoughts about South Australia as a as a or Adelaide in particular as a place to live and, and, and grow a business um uh, and, and to live or in particular today.
1: Yeah, so I think in particular right now, what I'll say is that I think we're all following stats and graphs and numbers and it would I think you would be hard pressed to find a better place to be in the world right now in terms of COVID-19. Um, I think there's a combination of factors, but the the premier has done an amazing job here. The testing regimes are incredible. I think the fact that it's a very big place with quite a small population helps a lot in terms of density. Um, but you know, we'll dig into this a bit later, But but I have almost all of my team sit in Cape Town, South Africa at the moment. And when I compare the lifestyle there, Currently to the lifestyle here, it's just chalk and cheese. I don't think you guys know how, no. how well we've got it here. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going for a walk every day with my daughter and there's very little restrictions. We still have the ability to be outside. Um, you have to practice responsible social distancing, but, but really we have a lot of freedoms here that many people in the world just don't have at the moment. And, um, I don't know that people are taking it for granted, but I think if you're listening to this and you don't know this, just have a look around the world. Pretty lucky to be here right now. It's a it's a pretty damn good place to be. Um, I also think there's opportunity in Adelaide. There's a premier that is very aggressively pushing entrepreneurship, startups, and investing in things like that. Um, that's great because I, I just see opportunity um, everywhere for people who are prepared to work hard, be disciplined, um and tap into what the the local government is supporting
0: yep Uh, such a great insight from someone you know from the outside looking in to make us appreciate you know where we are and what we have and that's really the um you know the russell russell cromwell acres of diamonds you know we really do have in our backyard everything that we need to succeed if we just look for it um so I guess from here, Mike, we talked about a couple of subjects that we thought might be useful for people to hear around just the, you know, the attitude of the mental attitude of people right now and about, you know, uh, adversity and defeat and that you can, you know, it's looking for, you know, the uh, that seed of equivalent benefit that exists in ad- adversity, adversity and defeat. If I get that right, my wife uh, gives me uh, a hard time, Donna, quite rightly, about <clears throat> me not saying adversity right. Um Yeah, if you could, uh you know, go down that path a little bit for us around attitude.
1: Yeah, sure. and... So, you know, one of my favorite quotes, and, and actually you you also quoted this, is, is um, this too shall pass, right? However, I don't think that this is going to pass. I don't think that this is a case at the moment of things are going to go back to normal because I just don't think they can. I think that our reality has shifted forever. Um, and I don't think that we should want things to go back to how they were because evidently, They weren't in a good place. We've done a lot of disservice to the communities, to the world, to the environment, Um, and I don't personally want life to go back to exactly where where it was. Um, There are parts of it that will be uh, difficult with the change, but why I'm raising this is because personally, I'm not waiting or wanting or hoping that things go back to "quote unquote" normal. What I'm really focusing on is resilience and building and developing resilience. Um and optimizing and maintaining routines that are in service of that, so something that I learned i can 't even remember who it was from a long time ago was this concept that we <clears throat> most of us by default believe and are taught that actions follow emotions, in other words, I feel really good today, so therefore i 'm going to do all this good positive stuff, or I feel really depressed or anxious or whatever negative today, therefore, I'm just going to do all this negative stuff or just do nothing or just wallow in my whatever pity or anxiety or fear or whatever it might be. But that's actually not the case. The, the reality is, is that emotions actually follow action. And and that should be a very liberating thought and realization, because what it means is that you can control your emotion by taking action. And this is really simple. So what I'm focusing on at the moment in my business in myself and the people that I'm able to influence is take very small constructive actions all the time throughout your day, such that you are able to improve and maintain a positive emotional state. And to bring this down to like extremely practical things, and I've done a couple of posts um, online about this, um, your morning routine, what does it look like? You know, Are you doing enough physical exercise? Um, for me, it consists of some, some deep breath work, Um, I love the Wim Hof method. It's super quick, it's super easy, and it's super effective. Um, I include some guided meditations. Again, very quick, very effective. I happen to like the app called Calm, but there's many of them out there. Headspace, um, there's a whole bunch of them. Um, It involves intention setting. So especially at a time like this, for me, it's very important. Um, I'm very ADD, so my mind runs away with me all the time. So for me, it's very important to sit down every day and go, my intention today is this, yep. right? And, and this might look like a mindset. So I might say, um, you know, my intention today is to do less better. So less things, but with higher quality. Or my intention today might be to choose opportunity over worry. Because a lot of us are defaulting to worry at the moment. Yep. My, opportun- uh, my intention might be, I'm going to spend two hours of totally focused, uninterrupted time with my daughter whatever the case may be it's going to be individual uh, it's going to be individually driven but what i'm trying to get at here is that if you can get yourself into taking small controllable actions you'll be amazed at how before you know it your mindset has suddenly changed and your emotions have suddenly changed to a positive outcome Um, i actually wrote an article on um, on a process that i have whenever i'm in a bad mental space that i go through to get myself out of it it begins with tidying my workspace you know to control oh, it and just taking yeah. five minutes and tidying yeah. my home office then I'll do some push-ups because I know I can do push-ups then I might <laughs> do a meditation for 10 minutes because I know I can do that and so I go through this process and before I know it's half an hour in and I'm feeling great and the next thing I'm back on the on the grindstone now I'm in a positive mindset and away I go so you know those are things that work for me everyone's gonna have different things but really what I'm getting at here is this two shall pass or can't wait for it to go back to normal, or when we get back to normal, everything will be fine. That's not gonna help us right now. We need to be taking action to build resilience. We need to be taking action to help our own emotional state be better so that we can affect other people in a better way. Um, the last thing that I think I'll comment on this is, A focus on observation at the moment can be very useful. Like there is a massive amount of stuff going on in the world. You know, I'm seeing businesses pivoting. I'm seeing innovation like I've never seen before. I'm seeing businesses dying. I'm seeing people suffering. I'm also seeing people absolutely step up and just thrive in this environment. And if you are, if you've been laid off or if your business is in massive suffering mode at the moment and there's nothing you can do. An interesting tactic to try and get through this is just get into a state of deep observation. Just have a look at what is going around, what's happening around you. And there are so many opportunities that are showing themselves at times like this. Um, And I'll speak more about this later, but I don't just mean business opportunities. I mean connection with people opportunities. I mean spiritual growth. I'm not a religious person. Um, But I still think that whether you are or you aren't, there are spiritual opportunities, there are financial, personal financial opportunities, there are so many opportunities at the moment to help ourselves, to help others, but we need to be primed in a mindset to be able to receive and observe these things. Um, so one of the things I'm trying to do is to get into a, a deep mindset of observation. And I just want to clarify something. That doesn't mean scrolling social media <laughs> to look at all the terrifying news. That's that's specifically not what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about observing real firsthand experiences of people, um, whatever that looks like to you. Um, so yeah, I, I think mindset is, is, is critical at the moment, but I wouldn't just reduce it down to like a positive mindset. Mm-hmm. I, I would say that this is about action. It's about deliberate action. And if there's one thing that you take from this, in my hope, it's just this phrase that we think that action follows emotion, but actually the actions we take drive our emotional state. And that's been a very powerful thing for me through times of adversity and and crisis.
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome about just taking those small steps and that whole concept about, um, you know, uh, focus and, and um, uh, observation, and keeping away from social media. I listened to a, a podcast the other day uh, on the impact theory, and I had this um, professor or neurosurgeon talk about the thing he's more concerned about is not so much the um, the contagion disease. He's more concerned about what concerned about what he's calling social contagion, yeah. um, which is yeah. that whole aspect of you know what happens when groups of people you know. React to things in, in social media. He says he's more concerned about that in the future uh, than yeah. anything
1: else. Yeah, completely. Yeah. yeah.
0: Thank you so much. Yeah. So, yeah, no um, yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about adversity and defeat, which is, uh, I guess, a, a big subject at the moment? You sort of touched on it when you when you finished off before. You know, there are so many good things happening right now. Like you said, there are people and businesses that are moving forward, and there's others that are imploding. Um, you know there are there are seeds there is there there is benefit that's going to come from this and and totally agree with this you know we will never be the same like this will this will yeah this, this bit'll end, but we'll never go back to the way we were because there's so many um, advantages that that you can be seen in in the change that people are making
1: yeah so look i've you know being an entrepreneur we've been well let's say I have been technically insolvent multiple times in my career you know thankfully um I'm not at the moment and we're in a very healthy and, and 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 good state but but I've been there often and I think most entrepreneurs have and you know there's a couple of things um you asked me this question before this and I've been thinking and reflecting on this and and it's a massive topic because um I guess I guess there's there's a few key points on this so number one we are in an environment now that is accelerating and exaggerating this concept that things are in constant flux and things change around us all the time. And what that's taught me over the years and over the the many failures and many kind of um, challenges is that we, we need to be able to respond to that by being equally flexible and equally able to adapt, you know, Charles Darwin's statement, which is just being completely overused at the moment, but it's very true. Whatever the words are, it's like, it's not the strongest that survive, but the ones that are most easily adaptable or the most adaptable, you know, and it's right. a very true statement. Um, but I think it's being a bit flogged to death at the moment. But it is true. Um, you know, we've we we've built a business on on one on that being one of the key pillars is this constant iteration, constant experimentation, and willingness and and ability to be very agile and to move very quickly um, as individuals and as a business unit. Um, but I think, in terms of my own experience, when I thought about this and reflected on it, something came up that that my dad always has said to me from a little guy is i'm quite stubborn and i'm quite um hard to move on opinion opinions and things and my experience of this kind of stuff is that i get bashed with the same thing over and over again until i learn what i need to learn from it you know and that and that very famous sort of statement that like you know the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again but expecting a different result and i think that's what i've learned from this is that I see cycles and I see like, oh, geez, this is happening again, you know. And if I just try and do the same things in a business sense and a mindset sense, it's not going to change. So I need to look at this and go, okay, this is happening again. What do I actually need to learn from this? What is this telling me? What can I do differently that might have a different result? So it's what it's done is it's it's accelerated my ability to self-reflect on things. You know, and this just to bring it to practical, this might be cash flow issues, it might be losing a client, it might be having staff or team issues, it might be any manner of things. At the moment, it's a global health crisis. But, you know, I think having having been through adversity and defeat so often, I just immediately look at these sort of crises and just go, okay, what is it that I need to learn from this? What is it that I need to change that's going to build resiliency and even Uh, To use Nicholas Taleb's phrase, anti-fragility, you know, to actually build systems that strengthen from adversity. Um, And to bring this right down to like a very practical, like, what does this actually mean? What am I talking about? At the moment, Nona, my business, is actually in a very strong and healthy state. And the reason for that is that we have been through, as a South African business, some pretty ridiculous crises already, you know. We have electricity cuts multiple times a day during the business day. Like you just don't have power in a city. It's just gone for like sometimes two hours twice during a business day every day. Like you need to be able to work around that. We build software for clients around the world that are spending huge amounts of money. You just you just can't have that, right? So how do you adapt to that? Um, A couple of years ago, we nearly ran out of water. We were down to like a couple of weeks in Cape Town before there was just no water in the city. And we've been through these kind of things. So a long time ago, we started building resiliency and, and anti fragility towards these things to go, okay, so if we run out of water, what can we do that not only will allow resilience, but will actually allow us to get ahead? And if we have no power, what can we do? So we started looking at this kind of remote second model, like not a remote first model. So what I mean by that is like human interaction is always better one on one. Like you can never beat being in the same space. Looking at somebody, seeing their body language, feeling the vibe, etc. So we always try and do that as a first principle. But we've also built the business such that if you can't do that, all of our systems, all of our processes, our cultural processes, they're set up to heavily support remote working. So we have been sort of let's say 90% remote for a long time now. We have a beautiful office in Cape Town, and everybody's encouraged to come to that office, and we do cook lunches, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But you don't have to. If you want to go and work from Canada for six months, our systems support that. If you want to go and work from anywhere in the world, our systems support that. So what it's done for us is that when this, you know, there's a full lockdown in South Africa at the moment, you are not allowed to leave your house other than to go and buy groceries. And even that is under very strict control. It was just a non-event for us. We were just like, hey, guys, you know how you have to come to the office once every 10 days for our learning day? Well, just don't do that anymore.
0: Just
1: just a, like, yeah. It was just a non-event, right? So um, that
0: preparation, you have been through that before, so you were prepared.
1: Yeah, and it, look, we didn't know that COVID-19 was going to happen, don't get me wrong. It's just yeah. that we've been through so much adversity and so many macro situations that threaten our business that we've had to just be very adaptable and get into a state where we can say, okay, we are no longer dependent on a physical location. We are no longer dependent on a strong fiber internet connection at one physical space. We are no longer dependent are needing to be in the same room to have these meetings where we can we should do that but when we can't we need to be set up such that it's just a non-event to be able to move to being hundred percent remote yeah. work from wherever you need to yeah. and we've also picked our clients over the years based on resilience and strength um wow. so you know we're in a situation now where we are doing exceptionally well but it's also taught me that this this can change very very quickly right so Today we are going to have we're on track to have the best quarter that we've ever had. Our March month was the best month we've ever had, but that doesn't mean we should be complacent. What so much adversity has taught me is that I'm working harder than I've ever worked in terms on identifying and pulling the levers that increase our resiliency and increase our anti fragility in our business. What that means for us is that even though we can't take on new projects for the next few months, the biggest lever we can pull. Is building a stronger pipeline a stronger pipeline of projects coming in because that gives us optionality that gives us the options such that if one of our clients is suddenly very very hit by covid 19 that we have optionality to move across so to summarize all of what i'm saying is that adversity and failure has taught me to focus very very sharply on identifying which levers we can pull to build resilience and then to pull those levers. so you know, in our business right now, you would look at it and go, why are you focusing so heavily on sales? Because your sales are locked up for the next x many months. And the answer would be because of that's how we build resilience. That's how we build anti-fragility. Um, awesome. So I think the other note that I've made here just in preparation for this is that the other thing that it's taught me is, and this is getting a little bit personal and a little bit deep, but, um, good. you know, I was exposed to somebody called Eckhart Tolle when I was quite young and and I'm very grateful for that. And he's written many books and many podcasts or just, you know, hundreds of hours of amazing content, but really there's one thought that has stuck with me. and, And one of his teachings that is incredibly powerful, if you can adopt this, and that is that it's not the situation that causes the suffering. It is the resistance to that situation that causes the suffering. So what that means is like, We are in a crisis right now, and a lot of bad stuff is happening around us. We have loved ones that are sick. We have people that have lost lost their jobs. We might have lost our own job. We might have lost a business. But when you really get through it, there's a cycle that you go through, and the suffering comes from a non-acceptance of the reality. When we can actually accept that this is what is happening, this is factual, this is axiomatic, you know, I am in this situation. When we can accept that, only then can we actually begin to take actions to change things and it's an amazing thing that happens is that when we can accept difficult situations i don't mean be happy about it i don't mean that you're not sad or you're not scared or anything but when you can deeply go okay i accept that this is my reality it's amazing what happens and suddenly the anxiety begins to lift and the pain begins to lift and the clarity begins to improve and you can in my experience anyway I begin to be able to think clearly and go, all right, now I can actually stop putting all this energy into try to change something that I can't change. And I can now direct my energy into a path that is constructive. And then we go back to that whole thing about taking action that drives your emotion and the next thing, you know, you're in a positive mindset and you're, you're in a positive space. Um, and most successes that I've had in life and in business have been born out of suffering. You know, something bad will happen and I'll wallow and I'll sulk and I'll blame other things (laughs) and other people. And I go through a process, but eventually I get to a place where I'm like, okay, now I can accept this. I've moaned enough, I've bitched enough, I've blamed enough people, but now I've gone through the cycle and I'm in this acceptance area. And then I can accept it. And then I begin to be able to actually take positive actions and move through it. So I'm not saying don't sulk and don't wallow. I'm saying just be conscious of a cycle. And try and get yourself to a point of acceptance and and that's a big that's a big ally and a big asset in moving through times of um, uncertainty and and suffering is focusing on acceptance of the reality and then moving through that with constructive action and constructive uh, conversation and um, and process
0: awesome Uh, thank you so much Mike like um, it's just such a great message for people to um, just a great message to
1: hear like you know
0: every challenge with be business or what we're going through now is, is a challenge and, and and people like yourself and others have, have dealt with it so um yeah no it's such a great message like um you know before we finish is there anything else that you want to add or, or, or share for, for for everyone
1: um yeah i think just um you know there's i'm connecting with more people than i ever have at the moment yes so you know i'm i'm making it my sort of like a point to speak to between five and 10 business leaders around the world every day. And I'm generally getting that right. And it's a combination of helping people and sharing advice and experience and, and the other side too, learning from people and what have you. And I think what's, what's just crucial is that nobody wants to be sold to right now, like more than ever, you know, we're in a, everybody's in a, in a fight or flight state Um, and at a a brain level it means that your amygdala which is the least evolved part of your brain is really what's taken over which means you're very defensive and you don't want to be sold to so what that also means though is that we're craving connection and we're craving value so those of you that are trying to sell and push things don't do that like lead with value lead with connection you know my my complete focus at the moment is just connecting with people and sharing as much as I can share from the experience that I've got and the knowledge that I've got to help, to offer value. That's what I am focusing on and that is how I think I can make the biggest impact. The rest will follow from that. Um, but I think if you're stuck at home or if you're isolating or you know, if you have all this time on your hands, just get very deliberate about what you're doing with that time and connect with people, share with people, ask for advice, ask for help. Um, you know, I think people are also very open to connecting more than ever yes Um, i'm reaching out to people that i don't even know in some cases and saying hey this is me this is what i'm about do you want to do you want to connect and people are saying yes yes and every day i'm going people are saying you know this is so weird i would normally not say yes to this but i'm just let's talk let's see where it goes and sometimes it goes nowhere but it's always a positive experience um And this is what I mean by opportunity. Just just get into a mindset of observation because there is so much opportunity. And I think for the first time ever in my lifetime, anyway, the entire world agrees on something. Yes. There is not a single human being on the planet that I've come across that disagrees that this is a crisis, that isn't in this together. It's the first time ever that the whole world, every government, every leader agrees on a common problem. Yes, that's amazing unity. And we, we all should be have, taking advantage of this.
0: We all have, we all have common ground, which is for the, the first time one. ever. Yeah.
1: yeah ever. Yeah. there's no religion in the way. There's no borders in the way. There's no big business in the way. It's just an absolute leveler across the entire population of the planet. And that is an incredible opportunity for connectedness and oneness and unity. And I, for one, am very grateful that there is an opportunity to just connect with everybody in the world.
0: On the yeah. same topic, Mike. That's awesome. I think we'll finish there because that's just such a great, a great ending to, to to this conversation. So, I just want to say again, Mike, we really do extremely appreciate the time that you've given us in coming in and sharing physically, and, and today coming and sharing um, uh, just over over Zoom. So, look, I really appreciate it very much, Mike. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah, it's my pleasure and well done for keeping up your momentum through this time. Um, I've been following you and I see you guys haven't missed a beat. So good job on, uh, yeah. on keeping up the good fight through all of this. Thanks Thank for you having very me. much.